everybody. Welcome to Love Songs, the podcast. Hello. Welcome to our show. I'm Yoni Fine. I'm Laura Fine. We're Fine Fine Whatever. Whatever. This is episode 26 of our podcast where we each pick a love song and then we talk over it. Meow. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> There's some different things about today's episode. The most important being we have always recorded at night the end of our day when we're tired and fried and now we've just woken up so i don't know what's going to be different but i think something there's morning energy can there's, you feel it i've had coffee but i'm not quite awake yet so uh-huh. it's kind of the same it all evens out well always... we'll see i i trust our listeners to tell us we trust you listeners both of you <laughs> Massive news in our lives we should get into before we get to massive our first song. Massive news. That's a high bar. Well, because, um, yeah, it has to be massive to get in the way of your first song. Oh, my first song's really good, everybody. All right, let's Did do it. Did you know that James Blake has a new album? If you didn't know that and you are a James Blake fan, you should listen to James Blake's new album. And if you're not a James Blake fan, maybe... You should be. <laughs> a lot of people really don't like James Blake. I know. He's very... I. That makes sense to me because yeah. some of his songs are pretty... Uh, I don't like them either, but the ones that I like, I love. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like he's certain... very much an acquired taste of... Yeah. If you're into it, you're really into it. Um, but it's got a feel... It's got this like sparseness that for some people feels kind of like claustrophobic and just weird. And um, I don't know does weird sounds but we've always loved him Mm -hmm. he's very cerebral um and i feel like yeah but also very just like primal uh uh-huh and i feel like his lyric writing it's very very personal and very intense in a way that if you identify with it um for me at least feels like it explains some parts of my soul or helps me sort out some of my own internal messiness um but if that's not what you're looking to do when you're listening to music, it might be a lot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just want to listen to the music. One thing that's interesting about this album, um, if you know anything about his personal life and if you've listened to his other albums, there's a really interesting progression in terms of his uh, personal relationships. So I don't know a whole lot. This has been a little bit of Yoni Fine and I musing about what we think is happening. But um, and friend of the show, Sarah, who is has her own relationship doppelganger of James Blake and what's her name? Jamila Jamil. Jamila Jamil. So he's in a relationship with Jamila Jamil, and from what we understand, it's now a couple years deep. Um, and his last album he wrote when they were first getting together, and I don't know what his relationship status was with the album before that, but if you're just listening to the just, feel of the young. albums, he was very young, and if you're just listening to the feel of the albums, there's all sorts of angst and questioning and I'm alone and um, other sorts of darkness like that in the first <laughs> one. And then in the last one, it feels like, um, it does really feel like an album of, being on the edge of a serious relationship but not quite in it and this one feels (laughs) like like, i'm in love (laughs) this is what it's like to be in love um so if you like james blake's music that progress is interesting yeah um and if you like james blake's music but you've been into the earlier albums and you're annoyed by this one i wonder if that might be why because i've heard some people say that (laughs) 
<laughs> or and that especially for people who are not in a loving relationship and they listen to this and they're like ugh shut up with your I'm in love yeah there, <laughs> there could be some of that because right. um, it's definitely this one's a lot uh, the songs are sweeter for sure yeah. and a lot more um, he feels more anchored let's I think. do it let's all right listen. well fine so this track is called power on it is my favorite there's a couple tracks that i have been listening to a lot others that i have no interest in hearing again so there's that but um this one i like all right here we go i thought i might be better dead but i was wrong starts with a big hit i thought everything could fade but i was wrong i thought i'd never find my place but i was wrong where I least wanted to look, it came along. I thought sex was at my pace, but I was wrong. I thought it mattered what I say, but I was wrong. I read a view that really didn't like the sex at my pace line. Hmm. I thought it was too, like, on the nose. Hmm. Could unpack that. I like that one. Yeah. Oh, I like that one a lot, too. I thought you'd overstayed your welcome. But I was wrong. Yeah. He's wrong all that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's on the nose, too. Uh-huh. Have you ever coexisted so easily? Doesn't yeah. really sound and like And the way that he's silkily singing that. Finally, will the waters ever still? That's what I it from space that he was wrong <laughs> right because now he's in space or because it's so obvious now uh like maybe huge... both but i think he's saying it's so obvious yeah power on that's an interesting it's a cool connection between being wrong and then power on like once you realize that you're wrong about stuff you thought would keep you from things and then your power turns on i thought the table would still be late but you were strong Mm-hmm. I thought that I could hide my face, but I was wrong. This part's about her being his match. Knowing her worth. I thought sex was at my pace, but I was wrong. I thought it mattered what I say, but I was wrong. <laughs> I thought what do you say? I thought it mattered what I say. <laughs> I thought you were second place to every song. Yeah. I like the power on both parts of power on is and keep going. Yeah. And power on. Oh, I hadn't thought about it that way. Oh, yeah. So I think about both. Keep going, but also turning up, turning on your power switch. Oh, yeah. Just power on. I haven't thought about it that way at all. Like, because I also power on for me is also what you do when you're in a tough spot. Instead of giving up, you power on. You push through. Is that really what that expression, people use it that way? Power through? Power on? Yeah, like Uh, onward. Okay, I think it's... I don't know. I see it the other way more. But okay. But that line, if it feels like a home, power on. Yeah. I love that line. If 
I mean, that's the way he's singing this. It goes with like, I think yeah. about hiking and like you're yeah, at the yeah, bottom yeah. of a hill and you're going to power on. Don't yeah, yeah. give up. You keep okay. going, you know? Okay. And when he sings it on repeat, it's like, okay, I'm uh-huh. powering on. Right, I'm going right, to keep right. going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. You don't need to tell yourself to power on when you're going downhill. Uh-huh. That's true. You and once you turn the power on to a device, like it's already on, so you don't have to keep pressing it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's that, those the juxtaposition, if it feels like a home power on, as in, this is where I might have doubts, but wait, let me think about this. Yeah. It feels like a home. That's worthwhile. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Ooh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, so that one is one of the songs where you're listening to the whole album and I've kind of got it on in the back of my head and I'm like, okay, whatever, doing other stuff. And then that song came on and I just start really listening, you know. And for sure it was the first track that I felt personal resonance with to the highest degree, right from the beginning. Like, Well, the first line is devastating. Uh-huh. What is it? Um, I'm not sure exactly how he phrases it, but I think it's, I thought I might be better dead, but I was wrong. Yeah. He just starts right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Okay, no build-up. <laughs> Which, again, when I was talking about the history of his other albums, and I, I think I've listened to them all, but I'm not sure. There's definitely that yeah, you have. Um, depth of... Yeah. Yeah, Yoni's my music supplier, so he would know what I've heard. <laughs> um, there's definitely that depth of despair and suicidal history. Yeah. Um, in his lyrics and his the feel of his music for sure which is part of why i think it can be hard to hang with yeah it's bleak um and if that's a space you have visited personally i think it can talk to those parts of you i've definitely had that experience and so he the fact that he starts there and you know the it's the two parts right i thought we might be i thought i might be better dead but i was wrong mm-hmm. that part's interesting mm-hmm. you know um that part of because when you're feeling that you don't believe that you're wrong. I mean, that's mm-hmm. sort of the point. It's totalizing, you know, um, for people who don't know the podcast, I'm a therapist and I also talk to a lot of people that are dealing with this emotional space. And, and that's a really common theme about it is it's totalizing. You believe it, yeah. you know, <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't do it. <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't be there. And I just, I love the connection again between that, like getting, realizing that you're wrong about things and that's when you turn on and kind of become yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like all that other stuff, the things that tell you that you're better dead. Or what are the other things he says? I thought. Right. So he says a bunch of, it starts there, which is an interesting place to start. Um, well, but I, I don't want to walk away from that just yet because that point of, I thought I might be better dead, but I was wrong. That's such an interesting turning point to actually see it. And I have that conversation with a lot of people about the reality that your headspace is lying to you mm. at that point, you know? And yeah. it's a shift that um, I think can help people recognize and, and that's a truth about depression in general. Depression lies to you. It feeds you thoughts that aren't true. And to recognize, and, you, and you're believing it, to recognize it's possible these thoughts are wrong. Yeah. They might be telling me some stuff that's not accurate. Um, and it's my voice, so it sounds like something I should trust because it's coming from inside of my own head. Yeah, right? although a lot of times it's internalized voices of people who were not kind to us um, right but it's internalized but, right so it's exactly coming from inside you and but the important part of i was wrong you don't believe that's gonna happen yeah you know and that makes me think about just when you don't know anything different it's hard to know you could be wrong and trust that to have faith in right a different possibility you've never seen before right. um and you know you yoni's a high school teacher um and 
this is, I also taught high school for a little while. One thing that I remember about working with younger people, when that's your whole world and it's hard to imagine what the adult world is like or what's going to change, you know, right. you just don't know. And so it can feel, everything can feel really totalizing. And you're even so when powerless. you're like 14, you feel like you've lived enough that you're sure you're right. Mm-hmm. And so you feel like, well, this, I know what I know and there's no way that this other thing is true. And the fact that that feeling can still last for people into their 20s and 30s and beyond, it must be so much harder to realize that you're wrong about something when you're in your 20s or 30s. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard enough when you're a teenager. Yeah. And, and when you haven't, when you're a teenager and you've never lived outside of on your own before or had, you know, a world that's bigger than your family, it's hard to know what you don't know. But anyway, my point is like to recognize the feeling of being at the other side. Like normally I was wrong feels bad. Right. People like to be right. Oh, yeah. You know? He's so happy that he was wrong. But sometimes being wrong is the best, <laughs> you know, Right. <laughs> once you realize all of the your worst fears were wrong. Yeah. That's so exciting. That's right. You know? it's that's such why a... that turned that's power on after that. Right. It's like, like, oh, OK, I can actually, you know, lift the veil over uh-huh. everything. And... Like I was sure that I was doomed to all sorts of the worst possible things. I was sure yeah. no one would love me. I was sure that I was worthless. I was sure of all yeah. of these terrible things. Oh, I was wrong about right. that. <laughs> or even the one about like, I thought you were second best to every song. Like uh-huh. I was sure that music was more important than mm-hmm. personal relationships for me, mm-hmm. you know? And then he realizes, oh wait, this yeah. is more important. I like also, I think I said it during when it was playing, but I thought you'd overstayed your welcome. Oh yeah. But I was wrong. Right. You think <laughs> that you needed like all this alone time and then uh-huh. you realize actually. I like it when you stay. <laughs> Turns out you should stay. I like you. Turns out you should stay. <laughs> Turns out I, and, and it's a lot of him recognizing my first instincts, what I was feeling was actually about something different than what I thought, you know, I thought oh, I'm yeah. feeling, you know, I'm, I'm picturing that moment. the relationship, he's mm-hmm. thinking those things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm picturing that moment of she stays, you know, and inside he's like, Ugh, I kind of want you to leave. Yeah. But I'm going to wait until you go and, oh, you've been here too long. I'm ready. I'm sending cues, but you're not listening to them. (laughs) You're still here. Um, And what I hear also when he's talking about, um, you know, you were strong. Like he says, I thought I thought the table was still set, but you were strong. Something like that, where he's Uh he's sort of I think he's talking about a stage of the relationship where it was supposed it was supposed to end. It was supposed to end or he was thinking he could be um, more distant and she'd keep following him yeah. or something. And what I hear in it, maybe I'm wrong, but what I hear in it is, no, she had some standards and some expectations and some boundaries that she wasn't re- willing to, you know, play his games. Uh-huh. She sort of said, no, you're going to step up or I'm going to walk away. And he was like, oh, wait, maybe, maybe I don't want you to do yeah. that. <laughs> maybe you're worth putting more work into than I was first willing to do. That's sort of what I hear. And from what I know about her, which is not a whole lot, but based on the, um, you know, how she shows up in the news, things I've heard her say, she definitely has a very strong sense of self that mm-hmm. um, I dig and clearly he's into. But I think like sounds like was a challenge for him yeah, um, and called him up a little bit. Um, and his first reaction, I think it, you're hearing him talk about how my first reaction was, oh, I don't like this, but oh, wait, maybe I just need to grow. Maybe it's worth it for me. Like that moment where I'm imagining she stays and at first he's averse to the idea, but he hangs in there and realizes that he wasn't averse because he didn't want her there. He was averse for whatever other yeah. fear, or, you know, he's not, he doesn't know how to share his space or yeah. whatever it is that yeah. um, is all 
weird and independent about him because we all have our own things like that you know like, the whole song has this feel of like this the gl- i don't know it makes me think of turning on <laughs> a device and like this like this glow this warm glow that like gradually increases until wah, it's yeah wah, wah, <laughs> and then it's on and it's like that okay. was the sound of the glow uh, yeah obviously i mean uh, i don't know maybe listening. you're not inside my head i don't know <laughs> um yeah and this all i mean that feels a lot that whole trajectory probably is a lot of people can connect to but mm-hmm. I mean, it reminds me of things that we had to kind of break through and kind of like what, what are well you just like of? Like when we first started living together and you um, kind of, because you grew up with a lot of alone time. Yeah, way too much. Not all by your choice. <laughs> um, and so you, and you still need some alone time, mm-hmm. but like you thought you needed a ton of alone time because that's mm-hmm. really all you ever knew. Mm-hmm. And so um, once we started hanging out together 24-7 and we, you know, you, we realized, <laughs> yeah, this, I don't really want to do anything else. I mean, I want a little mm-hmm. bit of alone time, but plenty of this a lot of this is fine mm-hmm. and good yeah that's something and i think he there's actually a different song where he mentions that again where he's like normally i would go home right now but more yeah. more of you is good and yeah. there's another part where he's talking about um i don't actually need more boundaries like i could see you all day that would be great yeah <laughs> you know? just get rid of the wall between uh-huh. two people yeah yeah and so that's uh, one of my other we didn't talk about it during the song but there's another part um really hilarious line where he's saying um oh, let's go home and talk shit about yeah. everyone so <laughs> let's go home and talk shit about everyone um let's go home finally finally <laughs> <laughs> um so that line's amazing um and a really funny depiction no, of- that is in that song isn't it did we talk over it no, it, it is in that yeah, song, okay. and we talked over it. We didn't talk about it when it was playing, where okay. he's saying, let's go home and talk shit about everyone. Oh, shoot. Let's go home, finally. Um, is such a funny piece of uh, what a intimate romantic relationship yeah, yeah. has in it's it. perfect. <laughs> um, and it's also like, you know, you can be with all the people, and I don't want to be around any of them except you. Yeah. I would like to leave now, yeah. but I would like you to come with me. Yeah. And then I want to talk about all the people we were just with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to be, but that other part, let's go home finally. When he sings the finally part, I hear in that the weight of, it's been a long night, I finally want to go home, but also I finally feel like I have home. Right. That's finally here. Yeah. So much of this song is about feeling like you're you're set. You're- yeah. And, and again, then it's when he says, if it feels like a home, power on on. Mm -hmm. but that feels like that's a new idea Uh it's a first for him and it's again a different sense of what i think throws people sometimes when they fall in love of that's not an exciting feeling it is but in a different way it's not like you're not full of passion and on edge and like fire you're calm feels like home you know you're calm and relaxed you're not trying to to impress anyone you're not trying to be yeah um anything you're not you're like in your pajamas um barely talking (laughs) like um and that's a little bit um unsexy you know if you think about it from a certain angle and also so um nice you know Mm -hmm. that feeling of like oh this is my person and i don't need to do anything um that's our cat scratching (laughs) herself jingle jingle um See, add so much to our house. (laughs) 
Um, but I think also if you've never really had a sense of home, you don't recognize it. Oh, yeah. And if you've never, this mm-hmm. was definitely an issue for me. I'd never been felt safe ever mm-hmm. before. I'd never felt um, a sense of calm around another person before. Mm-hmm. And that's not how people depict love in TV and movies, which is the only place I'd ever seen it. And so it was, I think it took me a long time to recognize this is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was in college and I was would get crushes on guys, they were not the ones that were good for me. They mm-hmm. were like ones that reminded me of where I came from. Um, and that's what I thought I was supposed to be looking for. They never treated me well. They were never, I wasn't calm or happy around them, you know, like, um, but the idea that you're looking for someone you can just be you around where you're just relaxed. Like I didn't even understand that state of being to just be relaxed, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that didn't fit for me. And that's sort of what I hear him saying too, of like, that's something to look for, you know, um, if it feels like a home stay, you know, Mm -hmm. don't run away from that feeling. Mm -hmm. And I see that when I'm counseling a lot too, that for people that start to feel that, and they're actually able to relax and it feels like a place they'd want to stay. Yeah. That can be terrifying. And the impulse is to run away from it. Yes. The impulse is to run. Yeah. Um, and that's part of what I hear him singing about where he's like, I thought you overstayed your welcome. I was wrong. I thought all these things I was wrong. That was actually just my impulse to run. Yeah. When really staying was the best thing I could do. Yeah. Love that song. Nice. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, All right, that was Power On from James Blake. The album's called Assume Form. Assume Form. Which is cool. (laughs) He's like, now I am a a being. Mm. Uh, (laughs) All right. Uh, No longer a hologram. No longer a hologram. I uh, Exactly. That that was his working title for the album. No longer a hologram, colon, assume form. Um, I'm going to stick with my recent thing of... Pop. (laughs) <laughs> pretty cheesy pop that i just love um there's this very underground unknown <laughs> artist that i've discovered <laughs> named ariana grande <laughs> you all should have seen yoni fine coming home from work after ariana grande's album came out and he'd been listening to her in the car his whole drive home and he was so excited so you're talking about sweetener last year yeah which yep. i loved um and her new album <laughs> Is coming out, I think, next week, so maybe by the time someone even listens to this. Um, But she has released a few singles from it, one of which is what I'm going to play, which is called Imagine, which, you know, I'm not, like, pretty ballsy to name a song Imagine, not in a way that I really appreciate. Why, do you like the Beatles or something? (laughs) I mean, there's a song called Imagine that is kind of special. But anyway, I think... She's a little girl. She doesn't know about it. I think I was reading like all these lyrics are seem like they're all about Mac Miller and Mac Miller had imagined giant imagine tattoo on his oh, arm. Oh, that's a good reason. I know. That's why I'll allow it. Yeah. No, I feel bad for teasing her. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll allow that too. Okay. Um, all right. Let's, let's play Imagine. Nobody knows us. Get in the car like Staying up all night. me pet Sleep till noon, 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 noon. Me with no makeup, you in the bathtub, bubbles and bubbly. Ooh, this is a pleasure, feel like we never like this regular. Quick, 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 and post, drift, 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 and go. 
Song that you really like. Is that the one? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> oh, God. secrets all of the creep shit that's how i know it's true like that reminds me of stuff that you've talked about just in terms of something you have to talk about in counseling sometimes where people just like share everything mm. you know? wait what do you mean like, like what was the line tell me your secrets all of the creep shit oh that's <laughs> like, how i'll know that it's true yeah as in if you tell me your deep stuff that's how i know our relationship is true yeah okay and especially that feels like it's about maybe sexual things or mm, like things mm-hmm. that people usually aren't comfortable talking about. Mm-hmm. So if we talk about the real stuff, then I yeah. feel really connected. So yeah, this is really sad. Yeah. Oh, the outro is amazing though. Listen to this. She's making that sound with her voice. Yeah. She's like a bird. I know. (laughs) Sometimes I think about singers and I think how wild it is that it even occurs to her. I could try making that sound. (laughs) That might sound cool. I mean, the first time I ever heard that, I think the only time really is Mariah Carey could do that. Mm -hmm. What's it called? Throat whistling? Like this really high-pitched thing it's amazing that she's able to control it like that and do those really pretty bird sounds you're right like just the really the internal bravery to even try making that sound (laughs) and play with it you know it's kind of impressive that song i find just so beautiful Mm -hmm. i think it's such a beautiful little song so your understanding is she wrote it after he died yeah and that it's it's her writing it about you know, like imagine if that if this didn't have to be the way that it, that I mean, it was. Addiction sucks. Yeah, and it's so. Yeah, I read a few things about that where there are a lot of lines in there. There's a there's a track on his um al- last I think full album from a couple of years ago called Cinderella that has a lot of like similar lines about their relationship about like um there's something about ordering pad thai and in his mm-hmm. song he has the same line about staying up all night and he's making her a stir fry or something Aww. we um, should give just a little i didn't i wouldn't have known this if i hadn't followed a couple of things that if you're not an ariana, oh, Grande, so ariana fan grande or mac miller you um, might want to know that was in a relationship with the rapper mac miller who died of an overdose last year yeah and from the random like E news headlines that show up in my <laughs> Facebook feed. Um, they she they broke up a little bit before, a little bit before the yeah. overdose. Um, yeah. 
So and she dealt with a lot of shit of people, people uh, blamed her for blaming her, her for it's breaking terrible. up with him, yeah. um, and that that was why he overdosed. That if she'd stayed with him, it wouldn't have happened. Which yeah. is such a garbage blaming thing to do, yeah. and for her to like, I think people deal with that on a small scale, but for her to deal with that, you know, from the internets and yeah, she had people a, all over the she world, she had quite a couple of years. To, it's like I never listened to her before. You know, there was the the bombing at her concert in Manchester like maybe two years ago um and then sweetener was her album last year which was her first thing after that and it's just it's incredible um and there's you know she's talking about real things and mm-hmm. like moving on from that trauma um and then that album she's all with pete davidson and then that ended and then there was the mac miller thing and now she's putting out these songs i don't know and like her other songs that she's released are like thank you next um which are much more like empowering and mm-hmm. you know uh, just about that she's fine and then she want I read that she wanted to put out this one to kind of balance that out because she has both of those feelings like yeah I'm fine I'm strong I'm gonna keep going but also it hurts mm-hmm. and I can't help but imagine what if it what if you know what if what happens didn't happen you know mm-hmm. imagine a world like that where the love the thing that they had which she's just describing with a mm-hmm. few little anecdotal pictures of like staying up all night getting pad thai you know taking a bath and with champagne because <laughs> they're rich bubbles and bubbly dripping in gold i can relate <laughs> i saw there's a quote of hers where she was like people say that your body is like 60 percent water and she said hers is 60 percent like some sort of pink champagne <laughs> <laughs> um, she's also was uh on the mickey mouse club when she was younger is that right I feel like she was. was. She? I don't know. Are you thinking I of Britney think Spears? So. Well, right. So this is a thread that is in my head, but I don't know if that's anywhere close I don't to know accurate. About that. Oh, I got it. Um, not, not the Mickey Mouse Club. Sorry, everyone. I'm old. Um, she began her career in 2008 in the Broadway musical 13 before playing the role of Cat Valentine in the Nickelodeon television series Victorious. So she was on, and then the spinoff Sam and Cat. So she was on, um, she was a child star on Nickelodeon. I think, I mean, it's one of the reasons that I, um, you know, you picture her growing up in Hollywood, you know, um, and that's a very different, hard to relate experience for me to connect with. Um, so I don't take her super seriously because I imagine her like in that world. Right. But that's maybe my own mistake. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I hear that. But she's made of champagne. (laughs) (laughs) She kind (laughs) of is. So, yeah, I mean, I knew you would love the line about, I can't believe how well my face fits in your neck or something. Yeah. Because that's a conversation we've had. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think a lot of people have. It's a Mm -hmm. good line. Um, Yeah, I just, it's like so, I don't know. It's just beautiful. And I think it's a great love song. And it really is heartbreaking. Yeah, and and to realize that it's written really from a place of grief. Yeah, um, where you can't help but like wonder, what if you weren't an addict? What if mm-hmm. you know this that didn't happen? What if you did an OD? And could we? Could, was it? And it's also just about could be about any breakup, you know, where you a relationship has a really good spell and then it ends, and then you're wondering like, oh, like well, and have to. yeah, and I think you know when you're in a relationship with someone struggling with addiction, it's really hard to tease apart. I didn't this work, how much of it was mm-hmm. because of the addiction, mm-hmm. how much of it was real, 
Um, I think a lot of people experience this, like there were these really great moments. It was really hard to let go of, but then it was like you were gone. Um, and it's hard to tell, was that good stuff true? Um, yeah. you know, all of that's so confusing and it's hard to feel like if it was that good, why, like why didn't you stay? Right. Why couldn't we make it work? But the addiction's really powerful, you know? Um, and that's one of the really tragic parts of what, you know, getting lost to drugs and alcohol can do is it's so powerful that it can overtake even the best of good things, you know? And I hear her sort of wrestling with being on the other side of that experience, you know, um, being in it and being able to feel the best parts of it and not also battling, you know, drugs and alcohol or I don't know what Mac Miller was using, but you know, so that's, it's really painful to be in love with somebody who's, um, battling something like that yeah 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 all right well on that note everybody (laughs) sorry It's pretty though. It is it's so it pretty, is pretty, right? Do you like, like it? Because like I know bird. you don't, you don't like R and B. Well, generally. that's just not a sound that yeah. I. I mean, when she's doing all those beautiful little trills with her voice, I can hear that it's beautiful, and I just don't like it that yeah. much. Um, it's like just it not something that I'm. I just think it sounds so good, and it's just a, and I and I like the song construction too. I like how it's just got that beautiful verse chorus, and then it has a completely kind of different outro that just changes mm-hmm. and with the can you imagine part and all those buildups um mm-hmm. i think it's kind of interesting song structure wise mm-hmm. her hair's so long there's that too <laughs> 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 all right i think our analysis is done <laughs> thanks for listening um and you know if you play this and you feel like sharing it or whatever i don't know go for it um but anyway also, we'd love to, I keep, we look sometimes at the analytics on um, SoundCloud and it looks like there's a bunch of listeners in India and in the Philippines. And I don't, <laughs> is that real? I don't know. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to know where um, listeners that don't know us personally um, are from and how did you find us? So if you ever want to reach out and tell us, we'd love to hear from you. We do have a Facebook page called Love Songs, the podcast. Um, do you want to play some listener feedback? We can play a voicemail that we got. <laughs> you. Let's play a little bit of it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want to explain did, while did, I find it? Did you get some permission from this person? Well, to play I will it? later. <laughs> okay, great. Um, this is our mutual best friend from college, uh, Sarah Carey. Hi, Sarah. Um, and she uh, has, um, on more than one occasion, um, made her own mini podcast to send us after listening to our podcast. Um, Hi, Katie. <laughs> she likes cats. <laughs> anyway, I just also had to respond to your podcast because it was another quite memorable, life-changing one for me. Um, both of the songs <laughs> were giving me chills, and of course, now I'm listening to um, both artists separately. And so uh, DJ DS is definitely got that like bony bear stuff going on. Um, but the reason why I was surprised that the song was giving me chills is because the, the, the genre, the, the, the album is, you know, it is a little bit weird, but it also has a lot of jams on there where you feel like you're into club. Yeah, it does. And it's rare that 
a song like that will, you know, like give me goosebumps. But anyway, love that song. I think the line that I like the best is is the, the line at the beginning where he says something about, I'll be your silver lining uh, when your head is cloudy or something mm-hmm. like that. That's right. And, you know, I, I think that between Mark and me, it's it's a similar sort of dichotomy like i'm usually the one who's in uh, a funk or grumpy or just not wanting to talk and he he he's the one who tries to pull me out of that and so i uh that resonated with me and anyway the rest of the album i'm i mean i just listened to it yesterday and of course so the past 24 hours like i've been just listening to that album like over and over again i even listened to it like at the gym on the treadmill so see it's got some some good like worky outy jams too i listened to it while i was watching some of the pro bowl who watches the pro bowl i don't apparently i do because it's on the tv at the on the treadmill the thing about the pro bowl that's good is because it's so low stakes there's like a lot of fluff that goes on around it um like more interviews with the players and more like so I feel less guilty about objectifying all of the hot football players like while they're interviewed because it's the Pro Bowl yeah, we should like, definitely get our permission before we really play this I'll probably cut out that part <laughs> so I was switching back and forth, forth between the, the Pro Bowl and you know golf so it was a good afternoon plus listening to the album anyway so that that got me going um and then on to your country music, darling. Oh, my God. Okay, I I am going to botch her name because I keep wanting to call her Casey Musgroves. Or Man- <laughs> Mangro- Casey Mangroves. I, Casey, Casey Musgroves. Mandrake? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I had heard the name before, but I had not ever listened to her. And, Yoni, I just want to know, like, how... How on earth did you get started listening to Casey Musgroves? <laughs> um, and I appreciated Laura that you were being a brat about it. Thank um, you. Because Good old Sarah. I feel like yeah, I could go either way on this. Mm-hmm. But then again, I am from Bakersfield, and you know that I love me some some country music. Um, she loves Merle you know, Haggard here and there, or something. So anyway, in general, I listened to some of the other uh, of the other Casey Musgroves songs. I'm just gonna keep calling her that. Um, and I mean, what kind of saccharine shit is this? Although, uh-huh. although, I just fucking love it. Yeah, it's so delicious. And That's what I'm talking about. Uh, anyway, the song uh, that you yeah. chose, uh, what a world. Yeah, could you get more cliche of a name yes uh, i know but yeah that banjo part just completely destroyed me yeah so see she knew it was a banjo anyway all right some yeah. The, yeah some of the other songs also listen to them at the gym the, the butterflies song oh my god anyway i can totally see myself getting completely obsessed with with, uh, with that stuff but um anyway lots of lols um anyway i miss you guys and i just thought that it was time to send you an audio missive thank you i hope you all are well 
hope the boys are doing fine. <laughs> and maybe we'll talk live soon. If not, we'll just send each other cassette tapes back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Figuratively speaking. All right, later. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah, for giving us audio to put at the end of our episode. Every time I'm going to try to cut up that by kitty thing so that we can use that. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to end. Thank you so much uh, for that, all of that wonderful analysis and discussion. Yeah. And you're welcome anytime. <laughs> anytime. You. And and to all the rest of our listeners, we really do love hearing from you. Um, you too can be a podcast star like <laughs> us. <laughs> all right, we're done. Find uh, love songs. The podcast is a production of Fine Fine Whatever. Whatever. Whatever that means. Um, our intro music is by me. Our outro music, I got a new one, is also by me. And uh, that's it. That's it. Bye, cats. Bye. <laughs>